With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Zohar in 15. My name is David Fournier, a senior instructor here at Restoring Grace. Uh, first of all, I want to say thank you so much to so many of you who have sent emails and comments about the show. Uh, we're in week number six, I believe. We've crossed over 4,500 people that have listened to it. Uh, it's just a joy to bring it to you, and thank you again so much for all of your cooperation and uh, for everything that you do to make this kind of a fun experience for me as well. And uh, again, I just want to say thank you so much for everything that you do. Now, I want to talk to you tonight. We talked about advertising on a Facebook event and some different things we saw. We want to talk tonight about the keys for making your spiritual growth last, keys for making the the times that you feel that surge of interest, that, that climbing, you're, you're really connecting with God, things are really going really well, and you see all that happening, and you say to yourself, how do I hold this place? How do I keep moving? I want to give you five. If we get them in, we get them in. I want to give you five simple ways, five simple tasks for you to set out. So get your pen or your pencil out and write these down. But I want to tell you something as we begin. What can often happen is we can begin our search for God. And somebody says, well, uh, if you want to find God, you can look for him at God's house. I mean, that's reasonable. So we say, okay, well, I want to go see God's house. A lot of times we start our search for God. We find church and we stop searching for God and start looking in the church. And I want to tell you there's nothing wrong with spiritual communities and gatherings. I think those things are great. But we've also got to realize that each and every one of us as an individual has a God-given a God-given obligation, if you please, to seek God out. So one of the things you want to make sure you're doing is don't get everything secondhand. Make sure that the only time, it's not the only time, when you're receiving something or learning something about God is you're sitting down listening to somebody else. I do think the spiritual teachers play a huge role in our lives, but there also has to be some pursuit on our own. So I'm going to give you my five keys for making it last. So you've hit this, you've hit this desire to make things different. You're saying, you know what? I'm really feeling connected with God. I feel like, you know, if you're a Christian as I am, you're seeing Jesus as Messiah. You're seeing the Savior, and you're saying, you know what? It is clear to me what He wants me to do in my life. And I want to really begin to move forward. So here is how you can stay in that place. Because what I hear said a lot, and when I say a lot, I mean a lot, is I hear people say things uh, like they'll say, oh, I can't wait to get to church on Sunday because when I get there, I'll get my batteries recharged. My question is, well, what discharged your batteries? If we're connected seven days a week, if we're connected 24 hours a day, if we have a, a, a daily practice, a weekly practice, a monthly practice, and a yearly practice, things that we do all the time to keep us connected, why do we need to recharge? Because what happens is we forget some basic fundamentals of staying connected. So here's number one. 
share the change in your life. Share the change in your life. One of the best ways to keep yourself connected, to keep that spiritual growth lasting, to keep that fulfillment happening, is to share the change that's in your life. Because this two things. It helps you become aware of where you are with the change in your life. It helps you become aware of what's happening. You could say, man, I wouldn't have said that five months ago. I wouldn't have said that a year ago. Or you might say, I would have said that, and now I'm glad I didn't five months ago or five years ago. What it does is it brings that, but secondly, it, brings, it heightens our accountability to people around us hear what you're talking about, and they hear your testimony, and they say, oh, this guy must really be connected. He must really understand some things about God. He must really love Jesus, and it raises accountability. But when you're sharing about the change in your life, I want to encourage you not to share wisdom and not to share doctrine. This is where so many people get beat up. This is where so many people lose the interest of the people that they're talking with. This is where failures begin to happen. People don't want to know about a transfiguration experience of Jesus. They don't want to know about Mary being a, 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 a Jesus being born of a virgin. They don't want to know about the Immaculate Conception. They don't want to know about that. What they want to know, primarily, what they want to know is, can my life be different from what it is today? Can I have hope and fulfillment in this world? Can I become a better father, a better husband, a better son, a better daughter, a better student? Are these things possibilities? Is this something that could actually happen? And we have to think that that's what they need to hear. Not God does not approve of your lifestyle and you're going to burn in hell. And if you don't burn in hell, when Jesus comes back, he's going to melt your face off, man. These things are not helpful. Keys to making it last is share the change in your life on the experience level. What God has done for you in his life, don't worry about the wisdom or doctrine. Number two, recognize in your life any lack that you feel, any lack that you feel, personal, sexual, Relationships, locations, is a direct result of separation from your creator. It's a direct result of being disconnected from the master of the universe, from unhooking from God. I want you to think about what I just said. When you start thinking to yourself, you know, I, I should be farther along in my life right now. I, I should have my own home, and I should have my own this, and my own that, whatever those things may be. I should have those things. Anytime you see lack and you start to feel lack, understand you disconnected from the light of the Creator. Because in God is complete fulfillment. The Apostle Paul said, I have learned to be content in everything that his life, my life is about. In everything that I have, I've learned to be content. I think a lot of the sexual issues that occur in relationships when people wander off is they begin to think about the lack. Oh, this isn't happening enough. It's not exciting enough. I deserve better, I deserve more, and they focus on the lack and those relationships. Relationships, I could be so much happier if this was happening or if that was happening. and I deserve a better person or a smarter person. Those lacks, any lack you feel, personal, again, sexual, relationship, vocational, whatever it may be, is a direct result. You, you, by the way, not somebody else, we don't blame anybody. You somehow have disconnected from the light of the Creator. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back after this quick commercial. Looking for something different at your next retreat, Bible study, or weekend seminar? Restoring Grace could be the answer for you. My name is David Fournier, Senior Instructor here at Restoring Grace, and we gladly support, encourage, and minister in many churches across the country. You can reach me at dave at restoringgrace.com. 
Again, that's Dave at RestoringGrace.com. Or you can call 719-233-6265. 719-233-6265 for your next upcoming event. Life, but don't share the doctrines. Don't share your wisdom. Don't share your three-dimensional understanding of the Trinity. Share what God's done in your life. Share the change. Secondly, we said that any lack that we feel, personal, sexual, relationship, vocation, whatever it may be, is a direct result of our separation from the Creator. Third, this is a very important concept. We, we are responsible for everything in our movie. And creating an environment for growth is essential. Let me explain to you what I mean by that. Picture your life as a movie, and you're behind the camera, but you're actually still in the movie, too. And you're seeing all these things happening. So I want you to picture, like, an action movie, and they're chasing these people down the street, and they got guns, and they're shooting, and all these crazy things are happening. Crazy things are happening out there. And all of a sudden, this guy's standing in the middle of the street with a golf club, shooting golf balls and, and playing golf. You're like, what's that guy doing here? This makes no sense. What's he doing? Cut, 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 cut. What are you doing? Oh, you're looking for the golf movie? This isn't your movie. You're in the wrong place. And we would get that person off the set. We'd move them out of the way. In order to grow and stay connected spiritually, you've got to look at what's in your movie, and you've got to remove the things in your movie that don't belong there. There are people in your life right now that are pressing your buttons. Here, I'll make the sound. They're pressing your buttons. They're firing you up. They're getting you distracted, and they're disconnecting you from your connection with God. They're disconnecting you from the light of the Creator. In order to grow, you have to be in an environment of growth. If you buy flowers, it's turning into winter here in Colorado pretty quick. We're getting into October now, and it's going to be cold tonight. If you get flowers and you go plant them in the middle of my front yard, they're not going to be there in January. There's going to be these little bitty dried sticks that froze to death because of your ignorance. Because you thought you could grow flowers in the frozen tundra when it gets to go three below zero, four below zero, when it snows uh, five or six inches and you can't even see. Because they aren't in an environment of growth. You take those same flowers, you bring them inside, you put them in a nice pot, you get them some light, you get them some water, some nice water, and what happens? They'll continue to grow. Because you put them in a place of an environment of growth. There cannot be an environment of growth in a place where things do not belong in your movie, they're disconnecting you from the light of the Creator. Number four, and this is critical, and this is something that Rabbi has talked to me about and my wife talks to me about and people that know me very well talk to me about this all the time because you've got to maintain this perspective. See, everything is an opportunity. See, everything as a message from the Creator. Even your crazy, drunken, next-door neighbor who walks through your house because they think someone's breaking into it. That is somehow a message from the Creator. Everything is an opportunity that comes up in your life. And we pass and walk by so many opportunities in our life because we don't recognize it. We're too busy. We're all obsessed with our own selves. The Creator brings things into our movie that can help benefit our story, and we just don't even walk right by it like it's not even there. And we've got to make sure that we fully understand that every person in our life matters. Every person we talk to matters. You know, I work in a, I guess you call it a secular environment. I work in the auto business. And, you know, two or three times I've had people who have been uh, getting, getting their cars worked on 
and we were having conversations, and suddenly they started to cry. And I think, man, I'm just a really mean guy. I mean, my breath is really bad. But later you find out some really horrible things have happened. Some of the customers we deal with, if you heard anything about the wildfires in Colorado, their whole house burned down. They got out of there with their clothes on their back in their car, and now their car needs help. And what they don't need is more frustration. But when they walk in, they don't come in with a sign that says, oh, I lost my house in a fire. Oh, my father just passed away. Oh, I've got a uh, a disease that's going to prematurely end my life. They don't come in marked like that. So we just ignore the fact that on the other side of that that canvas of their body is a spirit or a soul that really needs a kind word, that really needs some encouragement. See, everything is an opportunity or a message from creator. And number five. Believe that your consciousness, your spiritual worldview, controls your outlook and your actions. Say that, let me say that again. Realize that your consciousness, your spiritual worldview, controls your outlook and your actions. Use it to tip the scales towards the light. Let me explain. You cannot help the fact that you see the world in a certain way. And part of how you see the world is the way God created you. And we need to stop apologizing for being different. Or maybe sometimes they call you odd. I don't know. We need to embrace the fact that we're not all the same kinds of people. But on that note, your consciousness, your spiritual worldview controls your outlook and your actions. It controls the way you see the world. And we try to pretend that it doesn't. But we can get so bogged down with our religiosity, so bogged down with our denominations, so bogged down with our rituals, that we so bogged down with the static of religion. Static, I don't mean noise. You forget the organic part, that there's people, there's things, and we need to look, use our worldview and our consciousness to be alive. We have to look and say, you know what? I can make things different. I can make a difference in the world. I can tip the scales towards the light of the Creator. I can tip the scales towards the coming of the Messiah. I can tip the scales towards healing for an individual. Not because we're powerful on our own, but because we're connected to the light of the Creator. It controls our outlook. It controls the way we see people. So we've got to constantly... And feeding, you can't get this kind of consciousness or a workable spiritual worldview by going to Sunday, be kind to God meeting once a week and the rest of the week not be connected. It isn't going to work like that. It cannot happen like that. Number one, share the change in your life. Not doctrines and not denominations, but share the change. Number two, any lack you feel, realize somewhere you separated from the, the light of the Creator, it's time to connect back up. Number three, remember you're responsible for the movie. You're responsible for the events in your life. If you want to grow, create an environment that promotes growth. Number four, see everything as an opportunity or a message from the Creator. And number five, remember that your consciousness, your spiritual worldview controls your outlook and your actions. My name is David Fournier, Senior Instructor here at Restoring Grace. Thank you for joining me on Zohar and 15. I look forward to seeing you next. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. 
In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.